When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're back with a nostalgia overload, a glimpse back at sunnier times through rose-tinted spectacles. If you like the 2000s, or the noughties as they call it, you're in the right place. If you're into football, which you should be, you're skulking around on the What If Football YouTube channel after all, then you're also in the right place. Welcome to the Noughties Nostalgia Podcast. Each week, my esteemed pal AJ Alex Rhodes again in his Brexit Umbro fourth-week running, and I, Korea mad... Jake Doyle, you can see it there, Korea, South Korea, obviously. We hop into our time machine to the 2000s to select our footballing moments of the time to pick the bones off. How are you doing? Yeah, good man, you? Good, yeah, I'm out of breath because I just run up the flight of stairs because my Amazon delivery has just arrived. So. <laughs> Today, yeah, sponsored by Shirok. In our world, the league has finished, Premier League. And it's FA yeah. Cup in a couple of weeks, isn't it? So in a couple of days, yeah. sorry. Yeah, exactly. Recording it, so. recording ahead of schedule. So, who are you going to uh, select for that FA Cup final? Arsenal, or Chelsea. Yeah, we're going to ask you earlier. Um, I think Chelsea will just be too much. Yeah. So, although I would like to see Arsenal win it because they don't win that much these days. Yeah. Apart, well, yeah, apart from FA agree. Cups, apart from FA Cups. So today we're going to be looking at Gibril Cissé's career as he's 39-year-old today. Happy birthday. Underrated or unfulfilled potential due to his horrific leg breaks, of course. But first, we've got to talk about arguably the greatest football video game ever made. Going a bit left field this week, obviously. We're not talking about a football moment as such, but a huge part of football for a lot of people is football video games. And obviously you've got your, your big two. FIFA and Prevolution Soccer. And in the noughties, for the bulk of the noughties, uh, Pez Reign Supreme. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we both recognise that Prevolution Soccer 4, which came out in 2004, yeah. was probably the turning point and when Pez officially became the king for a little bit. 
Um, obviously, nowadays, it's all about FIFA and Ultimate Team, which is a completely different beast, which we'll get on to. Yeah. Um, but I think in the noughties, it was definitely about Pro Evo, like we say. Um, yeah, Pro Evolution Tackle 4. So, what back, like, where did you start playing football games and when did you first play Pro Evo, I guess, would be a good starting point. Well, I played Pro Evo before it was Pro Evo when it was Interna- International Superstar Soccer Pro. That was what it was before. Um, I think I played... Oh, I got my first PS1 in... Well, my only PS1, Christmas 99. So my first game on that was FIFA 2000. But I had played... I had a Sega Mega Drive, so I had Italia 90, which is just an insane game to play, and FIFA International Soccer from a few years later. So I played a few games and I probably got into I got into FIFA big time in 99 when I used to go around to my cousins and play it. Used to play that all the time, FIFA 99. LMA Manager as well came out 1999, the year after. So I was playing mainly FIFAs and then when it became PES, like proper PES in 2001, so Pro Evolution Soccer, that's when I started, started playing both at the same time. And for me... Pro Evolution Soccer, I think it goes back and forth. In the noughties, it goes back and forth. Now, I'm not too sure because I haven't played either of them since 2017, really, properly. Um, And they're both... Well, it's quite similar to the 2000s, really. They've both got different merits on why why they're so good. And for me, it's sort of gameplay versus authenticity and licensing. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, before Pro Evo... Three and four, I would say I would I would like you just barely played FIFA. I wasn't really aware of Pro Evo at all, to be honest. And then, yeah, I had FIFA 2000 on the PC. That was probably the first football game I played, which is a bit weird. But when we got when we got our first PC at home, you could get like free um, games, which came with a PC. And FIFA 2000, one of them. So I like the first football game that I played, and then a really obscure. Uh, game by game, which was literally just called soccer. And thinking about it now, I don't know if it got released when the US World Cup happened. There's a bit of a tie-in, perhaps. Oh, right, yeah. it, it was proper crazy. The only England player I remember being on it is David Platts. I suppose that does fit in with kind of yeah. that time yeah. scale. Um, but yeah, and then FIFA two, FIFA 2003, I had. But never really got into that much. It wasn't until Pro Evo came out, Pro Evo for and you get into Master League and stuff. To me, that was the difference. Like FIFA, you just can't FIFA two thousand FIFA two thousand three. It was just kind of easy. You just kind of mess around, get the goalkeeper out, go around everybody and score. And like when you were, that was fun when you were a certain age. But then I still do that now. Yeah, yeah. So, and then what Pez actually made you think about tactics and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, from Pez 4, 5, 6, definitely the Kings. And then I think what killed or started a decline for Evo was the release of the PS3 and the 360. That yeah. generation never seemed to get a good, good run on them. So, like, PES 6, which came out for 2007, which is always a weird PES thing. Like, mm. you'd have FIFA 07, but in the same year, you'd have PES 6. Those yeah. FIFA 07 were, were going for, into the next year. Um, but PES 6 on the Xbox 360 was good. 
it was a good game, but it kind of just fell in between the two cons- consoles. So not many people really bought it for either system. Um, and then after that, PES 2008 came out, which was like a complete change in, in gameplay. It was, I don't know if I meant it, but it felt like really arcade and quick, which was still really enjoyable. And I don't know if we were trying to do something a bit more accessible because at this stage, PES had become like a bit of a bit of a connoisseur's sort of football game where it's not <laughs> accessible for people who just want to pick it up and play a game of yeah. football. Um, and I feel like then FIFA on the on that generation of consoles really started to turn it around. And then obviously got be a pro mods came out, which then PES were chasing them, copying FIFA, which it used to be that FIFA were copied. Pez's best attributes, but it got to a stage where Pez were kind of trying to catch up with their game modes. They'd have like me a beer pro mode, which they had called Be a Player, which was was good. I still played it. <laughs> it's a complete <laughs> rip off, though, isn't it? Really, I like that version. Because Be a Pro and FIFA, you walked straight into a Premier League team, and yeah. it was a bit like I like when I play a game, I don't like. Obviously, games are not realistic and you're not going to have a completely realistic experience, but you just feel kind of cheated if you just choose Man United and then you're playing Old Trafford captain like straight away. Whereas, it like, does happen. Pez, Pez be a player, you started off at like some made up club for a friendly, and then they used to give you like six or seven clubs that said, Oh, these clubs have seen you playing, but they were not good clubs. They were like usually championship or, you know, always a league below the top league. And then even when you started playing for them teams, you had to do training matches and stuff. So it's proper like attritional yeah. gameplay. And I remember one, like I must have played for like three hours straight and I'd still not played a, made an appearance with a team. It was just training <laughs> matches. <laughs> like your training match becomes your match pretty much. Like bibs versus no bibs is like your match. So yeah, yeah but... Pez and then the other mode that they were copying off of was Ultimate Team, which Pez's Ultimate Team called My Club is good, but it's just so like not user friendly and takes ages to load and stuff. And it's it's just exactly what FIFA it's trying to be what FIFA is, which is quick, easy, accessible, but it's kind of not at the moment. And if you pro go now, for me it is as good as it was back in. 2004 for me it's good the gameplay is back there um and the presentations class but fifa's just too far ahead now i think with ultimate team and that system just looks unbeatable which is a shame i think well fifa for me right now isn't really a football game it's more of a gambling website to be honest. yeah it's exactly just, it is if the suggestion of making an ultimate team game and then um, or you just have to pay like a subscription per year and then on top of like FIFA points, etc. And then having a game that other people want to play because I don't buy FIFA for Ultimate Team or like online. Well, I, I did play online for a bit when I used to whip you for a few years at uni. But apart from that, <laughs> mainly career mode, like even now if I play like an old style game because I've played all these up until about PES 6, I was playing this morning. And the gameplay is better uh, for Pez throughout. Well, when it started, it was better. It felt like the early ones in the PS1 days, it it was more like 
you could play good football and win. Whereas FIFA, it was literally just running upfield and playing to win and not like, yeah, exactly. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it nicely. I mean, I take your point about Pez 2008 changing it completely because FIFA 08 sort of had a big launch on the next gen consoles all in one go, whereas Pez's was more staggered. So Pez 2008 for me was probably the last one where I thought, yeah, this is miles better than FIFA because FIFA 08 was like, it was just a disaster. There was five That's leagues. Was yeah, five, that but, was part, And then actually. Pez got the dive button that year, and which I absolutely yeah. loved. I mean, this is football had it, which, you know, along one of the one of the games in a long line of the third, the best of the rest sort of games, this is football. Yeah, yeah. That always had a dive button. FIFA never had one. Um, I've compiled yeah. a sort of a, like a, I don't know, like leaderboard or whoever won what year. So I've got four wins for Pez and... Four wins for Pez and five for FIFA between 2001 and 2009. So I've got the original yeah. Pez, which beats FIFA 2002, because FIFA 2002, as we all know, is utter garbage. Because then FIFA 2003 to about 2005, it had a different match engine, which is just yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. And even with that match engine, I mean, I love FIFA 2005, but Pez 4, as you say, is probably, it's just too slick. I mean, yeah, yeah. for me, I've, I take authenticity and licensing and stuff like that probably a bit higher than you. I mean, gameplay obviously has to be good. Otherwise it's just, it's not, there's no point playing it. Like today, Pez gameplay is better than FIFA, say 20. I've not played them both, but I, you can tell by what, from watching them that the gameplay on Pez is better. FIFA's is, seems like it's all, it's always seemed like really regimented and, you know what's going to happen as soon as you get the ball. Whereas Pez is a bit more unpredictable, which is better. Yeah, exactly. But like I say, I'm a manager mode sort of player. So for me, Pez never really did it for me. Especially Master League. I mean, up until Pez 3, you couldn't use, you couldn't play with, yeah, that's, obviously that's a Master League team, isn't it? But I think that's interesting because um, most people say that's why they play Pez because of Master League. And I think now we've both got to a stage where I've played, I've not played FIFA 20. Well, I've not played the manager mode on it. I've played it, but not played manager mode. FIFA 19 manager mode is probably on a par with the latest Pez Master League. There's probably bits of both that I'd like. If you can't adjust the budgets in Pez, for example, so yeah, that's stupid. you've just got X amount of money, you can't then take some out of the wages, even if your wages are there's yeah. loads of money and they're doing nothing, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I just I think Master League is is the one for me, really. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because you say like 2005, do both class, FIFA 2005 was class, PES 4 was class. It's it's kind of like a golden era, and it's interesting to think that. You don't get those games like this is football anymore. You don't get those little third, third actual soccer of games, that actual soccer, that red card. Yeah, it's just loads. <laughs> but now you don't. You just got Pez or FIFA. I think yeah, no one even bothers trying to compete with FIFA these days. Well, and at the time where Pez were going to just dwindle away to a complete joke, but luckily they brought it. Like I say, back to back to its best days. I'd say it's just too late. Well, I think we're neglecting one game in particular, and that's Football Manager. Probably the reason why I don't buy Pez or FIFA, because the manager mode yeah. and Master League in both of them, 
just sort of pale into complete insignificance when you play Football Manager. Because in FIFA 20, something like you can now have release clauses and it's like, well, Championship Manager's had that since the 90s. I mean, come on. Yeah, I just can't get behind it because it seems so rudimentary compared to Football Manager of like, say... Probably in Football Manager 2005, the first one of the reboot, I mean, that's probably got more features than the latest FIFA manager mode, which is just yeah, ridiculous, yeah, probably. really. I'm, I'm probably able to. The yeah, weirdest well, yeah, thing, thing, thing of the latest Gravo is that if you do Master League, you have to choose like an existing person to represent your manager. So well, like Phil Brown. <laughs> You could call, not quite, but you could call your manager Jake Doyle, but then he would appear to look like Johan Cruyff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's like a few. I can't remember the others. Yeah. I've got, like, on my Aberdeen serve, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> it's my name, but it's Johan Cruyff on the touchline. So. Well, back from the dead. That's a bit Yeah. I mean, it's something to do with like legends or something. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. Grover all the way. Grover, <laughs> king of the nineties. King of the nineties. King of the nineties. Well, I was I was undecided up until when we came to record on who actually was better because, like I say, I've had it four to five to four in FIFA's favour, and the deciding one was Pez six versus FIFA two thousand seven. I know seven. I think takes it because it's got the finesse shot and. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That changed See, I had, completely. I had three for oh seven on the PS2, but I had PS6 on the Xbox 360, and I did. I loved them both equally. I did three for oh seven. You had that menu, didn't you? After a game, you came back to like the oh, yeah. menu, yeah. and it showed your highlights of your last game, which was yeah. a class little move. And then and they had the arena the shot. The well, arena. Is the finesse shot really good, or is it just a tool of evil? In terms of graphics, when we got onto the PS3, I think Pez just went far and away. But I mean, there's obviously stupid ones like that Frank. <laughs> I, can, I can picture <laughs> yeah, it in my head that Frank Ribery picture. I'll, I'll flash it up on screen now. And Kyle Walker, <laughs> that bald. Oh god, yeah, oh, it's, god, it's yeah. horrendous. Uh, but yeah, um, trying to think of any other ones. But yeah, graphically, I think they're both guilty, phenomenal. Like we we're just talking about FIFA or Seven on yeah. the PS2. Michael Tarrick on that looks ridiculous. <laughs> looks nothing like Michael Tarrick. Yeah, it's like generic male, white it's male generic. three, isn't it? Here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like that for a few years. To be fair, Carrick. Mm. I think, I think both it'll... are guilty of not putting effort in with certain players, and then yeah. get caught out because those players end up being half decent that season. It would probably up until PS4 when they only started like motion captioning, capturing like faces for like most players. Whereas like you, you could get like FIFA 09 and like say, for example, Makeda had just turned up and he'd be like, what is this man really? Yep. So on this day, 39 years ago, Gibral Cissé was born and Gibral Cissé centre forward for France, Liverpool, Auxerre, you know, Marseille, Sunderland. He won the top scorer in Ligue 1 twice. He won a Coupe de France, Super League in Greece, won a double with Greece, with Panathinaikos in Greece. And um, what I'd like to say is he was one of the best young forwards of the early 2000s. He scored 70 goals in 128 French games, French League games for Auxerre, got him his move to Liverpool, won the Champions League and the FA Cup at Liverpool. And then it all went horribly wrong, didn't it? 
he snapped both his tibia and his fibula in a freak accident a few months into his uh, few months into his first few seasons at Liverpool, and then he was on the cusp of sort of getting back into the squad. I mean, Liverpool were about to sign Fernando Torres, so he probably wouldn't have probably wouldn't have got into the team, and then snaps his leg again against China in a warm up for France going into the World Cup the day of his agreed transfer to Marseille, which then got turned into a loan, which then was made permanent. Would he have been even better without his leg breaks? He's a quick player, could find the net. You know, I mean, he's probably one of those like a Jamie Vardy nowadays where you just on the shoulder and just peg it past the defender and slot one in. I mean, I loved him when, even though he played for Liverpool, I thought he was a class player. No, yeah, he was. And I think it's just a question of how good it could have been. Just, it could have genuinely been, well, for me, talked up as, as any other legendary striker has been. And it could have ruled an artist in that sense, or at least been spoken, you know, like Henri, for instance, sort of that level for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of a lot of players are judged by their national team exploits, so so for France, Zidane, 98, scored two goals in the final, Euro 2001, Euro 2001 best player. And then so sort of like coming off the back of that double winning team for France, CSA probably 2002 was a bit too early for him, even though he'd just yeah. come off a golden boot winning season. But I mean, you've got Trezeguet, you've got like Anelka, Henri ahead of him. He makes 54 minutes across three sub-appearances. France obviously dumped out without scoring a goal. Um, Euro 2004 was probably... His big chance, but obviously banned for five matches, for five UEFA matches. So they were never going to take him, given that he'd only be able, only be eligible for the final. Obviously, yeah. France don't even get there. They get knocked out in the quarterfinals by Greece. And then obviously that leg break up to the World Cup in 2006 could have been a difference between France. I mean, we all talk about Zidane's head, but against uh, Marco Materazzi in the final, but Zidane could yeah. have, uh, Cissé could have, sort of changed a lot of it if he got on the, got off the bench, Definitely, scored a couple yeah. of goals. I mean, Trezeguet scored the winning goal in Euro 2000, coming off the bench. You got Will Todd as well, making differences in that tournament. I mean, he could have been the equivalent for France in World Cup 2006, but obviously didn't play any of it. Didn't play in Euro 2008, got left out. Obviously, by that point, we've got Karim Benzema coming through and he's like the main man. Yeah. And he only got a game at the 2010 World Cup because of that huge uh, French mutiny in the same way you've got Patrice Evra throwing things at the training ground storming yeah, off yeah. and Elka yeah. going home because he called Raymond Domenech the manager a son of a whore and all this stuff <laughs> and, uh, yeah. in the end he only, he only scored nine goals in 41 games for France across a nine year spell between 2002 and 2011 uh, got a start against South Africa his uh, last tournament match for France and by that point, he's uh, too old. He's broke both his legs, lost a bit of pace. And who brought him back to the Premier League on loan? None other than the bastard of all bastards, Roy Keane. And for some reason, it really shocked me. Panathinaikos came in for him in June 2009 for 20 million euros in 2009. Yeah. That is crazy, actually. He's broke both his legs. But then he goes on to win the Golden Boot in the Greek Super League, double winner with Panathinaikos. And then I think it becomes a bit nomadic. He's 
gets a year at Lazio. QPR, do you remember him playing for QPR? Yeah, yeah. Played there, and then he went to Russia to play for Kuban, Krasnodar, Bastia, and other French clubs. Came out of retirement for Vicenza in 2018, but didn't play. Um, left having been owed wages and quite a... Uh, damp squib of an ending of a career for someone who sort of started off his career with so much promise and sort of just petered out really after the I know he won the double in Greece but I mean like that Liverpool team winning the Champions League in 2005 started the Champions League final um, winning the FA Cup scored a goal in the FA Cup final I mean scored a goal in the Coupe de France final in 2003 as well and then this big big uh, potential just a pin in that and then it's done after the World Cup of 2006 yeah do you think even with those injuries he's underrated by a lot of people or he's probably about the right the right level but he's just been unfulfilled potential throughout his career yeah I just think he's kind of sadly become forgotten and kind of well victim of quite a good decade for the French team like you said, towards the end especially, quite a good decade for French strikers and how many they had at a good level. Um, but yeah, I think what stands out to me is that 2006 World Cup where I think it might have not... The might not won it, but it would have looked electric again for me. Um, so yeah, I think it's just one of the probably most unfortunate people but not is <laughs> well yeah I mean I can't remember many other players breaking both legs and even being able to carry on playing I don't no, know if anyone, exactly. any other players broke both the legs really um, trivia you want to well yeah below. <laughs> it is <laughs> maybe he could have filled that hangover for France really because they had apart from the World Cup in 2006 they didn't really have a yeah, good tournament yeah since 2000 till about year of 2016 when they got to the final of that I mean yeah well because 2004 out in the quarterfinals 2008 groups same with 2010 2012 out to Spain which obviously you know that's acceptable because it was that yeah, Spain yeah, yeah. side and maybe you could have dredged them up a bit but especially in 2008 and 2010 I mean shocking exits there really hmm. probably time. yeah I remember that I'd say underrated and unfulfilled bit of both for me yeah because he was he was good for those first few years of the noughties it was yeah he was just a player to get excited about as well I think like you say when he came came back and came to, came back to England to play for Sunderland it, it yeah. just stand out it's I like there's something about a team who are probably going to struggle that season signing such a marquee player. It reminds me of when Blackburn went to San Ronaldinho. That, that one will always stand out, but it never happened. But, I mean, it doesn't seem... I don't know if that were a notice thing, but it's something that I like, like I say, where a small team signs an absolute world-class player or somebody who has been a world-class player. So, say if Leeds signing Cavani this summer, if that happens, which is... Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose that is the equivalent. But most Leeds fans don't think they're going to be struggling this uh, next season. Yeah, his time at QPR sort of ended 
neither here nor there. They survived relegation on the final day with that Aguero moment, didn't they? But yeah, sad career where it could have been so much. He still had a good career, but it could have been so much more in my eyes, really. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, he was. And he's one of them, if we take it back to video games, made electric on any video, video game that he played. Yeah, which yeah, I mean, like, Obafemi Martins and Pez 2008, when he's just he's playing like Ronaldo. <laughs> one of them. John Walters on the feet there. Yeah, around there. John, John Walters, fucking hell. <laughs> With them overhead kicks. Yeah. <laughs> right, so before we leave the comfortable inertia of the footballing world, I think it's only right that we bring you our 2000s trivial teaser. So last week, you actually got one right, which I edited out for yeah. the power of Adobe Premiere Pro. So last week, the date of birth was 9th February 1974. He was an attacking midfielder. He was managed by Gus Hiddink, Johan Cruyff, and his teammates were John O'Shea, Maurizio Pochettino, Giorgio Hadji, Luis Figo, and Romario. The answer, of course, was Jordi Cruyff. So yeah. well done to whoever got that correct. Probably it was trying to be too cute with the Johan Cruyff bit there, but yeah, well that, that did give it away. But it might well, have this, forgotten about for a lot of people. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they were in that treble winning team, weren't for Man United, which is just phenomenal to think about. Scored a equaliser a crucial equaliser at Pride Park, which actually gifted United the league, really, if you think about it. So we all need to thank Yoddy Cry for that. This week, we've got another birthday boy, 12th of August, 1983 this time. He was a centre-forward, and he's been managed by Juan de Ramos, Roberto Di Matteo, and his teammates, among them of which are Manuel Neuer, Mathis De Ligt, Jisung Park, David Beckham, and Raul. John, those again. Juan de Ramos and Roberto Di Matteo have been his managers. Manuel Neuer, De Ligt, Jisung Park, David Beckham and Raul have been his teammates at one time or another. Centre forward. He will yeah. be 37 today. Right. You got that any clues? De Ligt is just throwing it out and mad. I think you know that would happen as well. Um, Oh, no. Fine, what, it, then. what were you going to say? Well, I'm going to say... No, no, it's wrong. I'm going to say Van Nistelrooy. Because I'm looking at Delit and I'm thinking, do you start firing hard? As he always been at Ajax, boy. But Plus, Delit would have been about four <laughs> when he was at PSV. Yeah, that's a good point. So if you think you know the answer, please leave it in the comments section and the answer will be revealed at the same time next week in the next episode. How can you play with Delay and Beckham? Trust me. <laughs> you can. Is there a different delay? Have you just got some no, no, like it is, it is, out of the bag? No, <laughs> no it is Mathis Delay who, who plays for uh, Juventus at the time. Well, now. Yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere, mate. I think you're all right there. <laughs> Who knows, though? Uh-huh. Who knows? So, have you got any other business for us? Yeah, so, like, I'm going to pitch a new sport here today and try and come in. That's good. 
There we go. <laughs> so all I'll say at the moment is, well, at the time of recording, so it's a bit pointless because it's two weeks from now. But if you're getting a bit of bad football, the cricket schedule is really good at the moment. So, you know, if you need a second spot, England have got a ton of games coming up. So now is the perfect time to get into cricket, I think. Yeah, you can do it on the slide because it's not like not at a time where it's too popular. So then when it gets popular again, we'll have another 2019 sort of summer. Yeah, then you can be like a cricket cricket person and, and go to it and enjoy it. Because it's for me, I would say now it's on a par with football in terms of how much I enjoy watching it. Yeah, it's like I mean, they're fine. It's just hard yeah. choice if we're both on at the same time. I'll be honest. Well, like I say, my I've liked cricket three times in my life. There's two last year. There were that one day. <laughs> there were that one day of the Ashes where Ben Stokes sort of clung on again. Um, obviously, a few weeks before that, the World Cup final. I watched sort of the knockouts of the World Cup last year, and obviously, being English, the 2005 Ashes, which obviously yeah. captured the imagination. I think. If that had been the year before or the year after, probably wouldn't have captured the imagination so much with England being so good or supposedly being so good at football, which obviously dominated both of those summers. We were quite lucky in that respect because obviously 2005 Ashes, it was the first time England had won the Ashes in a long, long time, wasn't it? 1987 or something before that. Um, So yeah, I mean, 2004 we had a good one. Oh five, oh six, and sort of, yeah. I've, I enjoyed that. That was probably the, the summer I played most cricket down the park that I can almost see from my house here. Uh, but and then, yeah, it was, probably fell at the right time. That I mean, like Wimbledon, it's the same in it, like because that goes off at the same time as the tournament. But Andy Murray winning it, his first one in an odd numbered year, so yeah, yeah. lets him take centre stage for a bit. It does, yeah, it's good to work out well like that. Um, I don't think there's any other sports like cricket. That's why it is so different. Because on the face of it, it's quite a simple game. It's just ball (laughs) on bat and X amount of runs. But the little intricacies that go into every element of the game. Swing. You just need to invest. Reverse swing. You just need to invest your time. And like any good investment, it pays off. That's what I would say. Yeah, in a a low interest rate. So, I mean, no. I, I'm I'm kidding. I mean, I, I like some forms of the game. Test cricket, I I no, I'm all right. Um, I watch if Ashes gets good, I'll watch a bit of it. Or if I can't sleep, I'll put um, if they're on down under, I'll watch it. Like I watched quite a bit. I remember the first ball of the 2006 seven ones where Harmison just threw it, bowled it about yeah, yeah. thirty yards wide, and I thought, fuck this, I'm going back to sleep because yeah. that one at like one a.m. or something. After. And yeah, I mean. Sometimes I'll watch test cricket if the stakes are high, Ashes. I mean, I probably wouldn't watch ODIs unless it's a World Cup or even the latter stages of World Cup at that. Um, 2020, I wouldn't watch the club game because I've really got no investment in it whatsoever. Like, I don't care if we're both from Yorkshire. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I was seeing what it were like, sort of like what people were talking about. If it if it was like really exciting or whatever, I'd have probably tuned into a more important game. And that's than trying just, to get you know. get people sort of into it is 
I mean, I think T20 is good enough to do it. It could just be marketing a little bit better, but the 100 yeah. was meant to happen this year if it wasn't for COVID-19, blah, blah. Um, yeah. <laughs> was meant to be, you know, an exciting thing. It was going to be live on the BBC. It'll be different, 10 balls and over, and that times 10, 100 ball innings. Yeah, yeah. That's that was going to be, and localised teams like, uh, Northern Superchargers, Manchester, yeah. whatever they were called, and yeah, yeah, I was meant to I, go to that, so I'm good. But yeah, I know uh, that's next year now, isn't it? A lot of sports that aren't football try to do this thing where they try and appeal to people who don't like the sport to get into it. So like darts has done quite well at it by just I don't know how darts has done it, but like prime time on Sky Sports music, you know, I mean, it helps that the darts players have got really fucking good in the past decade or so, that they're just yeah, incredible yeah. now. Uh, snooker have tried it with walk-on music and it's just fell flat on its ass. But I, I don't mind a bit of snooker. Snooker's probably my equivalent to your cricket. I mean, I'm not that invested in snooker, but I'll, if it's if nothing's on, and I'll I'll just watch that rather than nothing, which is I probably... I think they're similar in, in terms of if you know what's happening. It can look very boring on the face of things, but if you know what's yeah. actually happening at that moment, it's it's exciting. And obviously, recently as well in cricket, they did a free team match. Did you catch any of that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Was that uh, for Nelson Mandela Day, was it? Yeah, so... Yeah, in South, yeah, Africa. In South Africa, they had a game which was three, three teams versus each other. I don't even know who won or how it worked, to be honest. But I watched I, it was I, I want that to come into football. I mean, like, let's have a triple threat league. Yeah. Like once, one year. I've seven, I've 21 teams in it. So, like, bring up the next, the playoff final loser from the championship and just do that. Like, just play with each other once. Whoever's top of the league wins. Triple threat. There's not really enough sports, <laughs> actually, with more than two people or two teams. Wrestling. Why, Why is that? A, I don't know. It's, it's probably because it's yeah, easier to schedule. Real, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> what about from, like athletics and yeah? Uh, it's not. They should do generally like darts. You could have four people in a match. Well, they tried that with a World Cup, but it's pretty much like Davis Cup in it, really, where it's just oh, like, yeah, you, it's yeah, essentially two right. teams. It's four players, but two teams. So I mean, it's still yeah. two teams, isn't it? We um, just have four players, and it's the first one to check out. Rugby, three teams. Yeah, like golf. Yeah, I mean, that could work. I mean, rugby with three teams would be class. That could work, yeah. But I think with the way the pitches are designed, they probably need four for football and rugby. Yeah. I mean, tennis, it'd be, well, that's, that's just fucking stupid <laughs> doing it with tennis. Snooker. If you did four-team rugby, though, would you, it'd be so hard to score a try, wouldn't it? Cause you'd just have three <laughs> times people trying to get you. Well, if you say if you cut, say if you'd uh, right, rugby sevens and made it a normal size pitch, but have it four teams, so you've got New Zealand versus Australia versus South Africa versus England or whatever, and then just let them just fight it out, no rules. <laughs> so no, we're just Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, or, with a ball. Or Battle Royale, the film. You put like landmines yeah. down. Well. <laughs> yeah, I think we've uh, exhausted all up, all avenues yeah. there. <laughs> so, next week we've got another on this day. We'll be talking about the opening day of the 2006-7 Premier League season, which was a whopper. Your moment, you're going to talk about. Yeah, 
So if you can't tell, like, we're from the west of Yorkshire, so I'm a Bradford boy, so I'm going to talk about my home team, Bradford City, and their time in the Premier League, focusing on the end of the 99-2000 season. Another whopper season, and we'll be finding out the answer to the Ronaldinho Di Matteo teaser. We've got a new teaser for you as well, some more business from Alex at the end. And coming up elsewhere on the channel tomorrow, our throwback will be the 1993-94 Premier League season. Monday's What If will ponder what happened if Kylian Mbappe passed his youth trial at Chelsea. Tuesday's tier list is a ranking of the best Premier League Golden Boot winners. I'm What If underscore YouTube or at Jake Doyle 93 and you're at Alex J Rhodes on Twitter. Come abusers, compliment us. But until next Wednesday, see you later. See ya. Bye. Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.